Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We go to the Celebrity Line now, and our buddy Jay Delsing joins us. Golf with Jay Delsing every Sunday morning here on 101 ESPN. Jay, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, boys. I'm doing just fine. Hey, I got a question for you. Did you see the Michael Block shot off the bridge yesterday? <laughs> I did. Huh. Uh, yeah, man, it's just crazy where the ball goes sometimes. Have you ever hit one off of a bridge or a cart path? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not many off bridges, but uh, <laughs> lots off cart paths before. You know, growing up as a caddy at Norwood really kind of um, helped train me for that because we would get uh, a little too much time on our hands and do a lot of um, interesting things over there on Mondays and, and when, when play was slow. So we hit lots of shots off of cart paths and things like that. Hey, what about like when, you, uh, when you're playing on the gravel at those Arizona courses? Yeah, you know what we used to do, Randy, is we would, we, like, oftentimes we would play uh, Tucson and Phoenix back-to-back, and for those of us that didn't hit our driver all that straight, we would designate <laughs> a, a, a desert club early, in the, early in, the, in the week. And so if you hit it in the desert, you were always hitting that same club out of there, so you only barked up one of them. Nice. It was usually, it was usually my six-iron, yeah, and, and I'd have to get a six-iron replaced every year. <laughs> Good play. <laughs> Jay, we were talking about Michael Block, and he had a a great day at the PGA Championship, great weekend, and then he goes out and shoots an 81. Can you just talk about the highs and lows that golf provides people? Oh, man. Well, just the players itself. I mean, every week on the PGA Tour, guys, you're going to see somebody go from, you know, middle 60s to middle 70s, and that 10-shot difference is is, excruciating. I mean, you you'll go one day where the ball goes, you know, almost everything your your putting goes in the hole, and the next day it's like you're putting a beach ball into a thimble, you know, it just rolls around the edges and things like that. And for Michael Block, I, I mean, this is a big ask. Here's a guy that um, doesn't doesn't compete regularly, and just had I don't even know how to describe what kind of PGA Championship he had, and topping it off with that hole in one on 15 you know, at Oak Hill, and then making that great par at 18, because 18 is just a really hard hole, all in front of Rory McIlroy as your playing partner. I mean, guys, that, that I, I, he did stuff that I didn't, I really didn't think you'd see uh, um, a PGA, um, you know, a club pro do. And then to come down to, to um, uh, go to Colonial, and, and, and you know, he just kind of came back down to earth, I think. It's it's really tough, Garrett. They, you know, some he, he was in some sort of zone up at Rock Hill. I mean, at uh, Oak Hill, that I think when the dust settles, it's going to be even more astounding to him. 
I mean, it was so storybook you couldn't you couldn't write it up any better. Yeah, Jay, we were trying to get him on with us, but we realized he was getting calls from Michael Jordan, and uh, <laughs> you know, one on one ESPN Michael Jordan. Eh, you know, I, I, I told Rock if he calls me and Mike calls me, I'm probably going to decline Rock's call. Oh yeah, and boys, I'm in that I'm in that queue too. I'm trying to get him on my show. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, Jay, when we talk about how mercurial the game is. I always come back to Tiger and the 142 consecutive events where he made the cut. As impressive as the numbers are with all of the tour wins and the majors wins, maybe the most impressive thing that Tiger did was make the cut 142 consecutive times. Oh, there's no question. Randy, I think the most cuts I ever made in my life was in a row was like 18 or something like that. And I felt like a conqueror. You know, I felt like I could go out there and everything was going well. 142 times to make the cut on the PGA Tour is, you know, you're you're not playing municipal golf courses. You're playing really, really challenging, demanding courses. And for him to do that, it just spoke to the how he was so mentally strong and so mentally prepped and was so far so much better than the rest of us. I don't think anything. I, I'm, I've had this conversation with a lot of guests on the show. If Tiger doesn't do what he did in 2009 around Thanksgiving and have this swoon of almost 10 years of whatever that was, we'd be looking at someone with 130 to 150 PGA Tour wins and probably 30 majors. Yeah, I, I, really believe, I, I really believe that. I, I agree with you. And the, there were so, was so much fallout with the – you know, the addictions and those issues that came from getting whacked by the nine iron by Elon. There's absolutely no question in my mind either that he would he would be well over 100 tour victories. And I'm I'm not going to disagree with you there. Uh, he's at 15 now. Maybe he would be between 25 and 30 majors. You're right. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, so I was talking to Curtis Strange about this on the show, and he said, you know, it's it's really not fair to Jack Nicholas when you start doing things like that, start making statements like that. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, Jack's number, nobody had anything pushed out there like that for Jack. You know, he he, he got past Bobby Jones, you know, gosh, in, in his, I guess, really early in his career, in his early 30s. And so everything that Jack was adding on to that was just kind of um, um, – uh, icing on the cake and, and Curtis. And then um, one other, I think Tom Watson said, they think that if Jack would have been driven to do that, you know, if he would have been like Tiger or had a big number out there in front that they thought Jack might've had 25 or 30 as well. Wow. Hey, Jay Delsing, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Brooks Kepka here because he did win the, the PGA championship. I am intrigued though, by the selective memory of some of the golfers and not necessarily Brooks, but some of the other live guys who say, oh, we can all play. Nobody ever said they couldn't play, but Brooks Kepka admitted before the Masters that one of the reasons that he left for live was because he thought his injuries would prevent him from being what he has been in the majors so far this year. I, I think we need to point that out, that DeChambeau and Kepka essentially left because they thought they were too beat up to recover and play at a previous level. Really, it's a, it's a huge point, and, I, and my hat's off to Kepka. First of all, what he did the pressure that he put on himself, I'm not sure if you guys saw the interview with Amanda Renner on Saturday, but he basically said, I, I, I felt like I almost choked at Augusta. I gave it away. I will never do that again. 
And she said, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm not giving away my secrets. But on national television, he basically put uh, more pressure on himself than I, I, I you know, that I would, I was, I would think he would have done. He goes out and he just absolutely, he birdies three of the first four holes on Sunday and grabs the championship by the throat and never let go. And I got to tell you what, I, I, I really take my hat off to him because that is not easy. But to your point, Randy, what we've, what we're seeing in the Tiger Woods era with all of the really, really fit golfers, although Brooks looks like he might've found a few pounds mm-hmm. now here and there, you know, but uh, you're seeing these fit golfers and you're seeing these ridiculous speeds that the guys are smashing the ball with. We have not, we don't have enough information and data to know what that's going to do to their careers. And I can tell you for sure that DeChambeau with all the craziness that he's been through, what he's put his body through and things like that. And then breaking that Emmett phone that he went to live because he felt like he was one swing away from, a, a career-ending injury. So it's not that the live guys can't play. It's just that all the other nonsense that goes, you know, it's really Bill Mickelson and, and Greg Norman. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just the, you know, they're crybabies. They're the smartest guys in the room. They want attention for attention's sake. It's like, dude, just play some golf and, and, and let, the, let your numbers and let your scores do the talking. Jay, did you see the uh, conversation between Scotty Scheffler and Tiger Woods where Scotty was asking him, why you, why don't you take divots? And Tiger was like, well, why do you? <laughs> like It's almost like, well, you're, you're not supposed to do that, guy. And Scotty's like, well, everyone does except for you. What? How, how does Tiger Woods, how is he able to just be that pristine, that perfect in his golf swing? And, you know, the thing that most of us do when we go play golf is we, we take divots and he's not doing that at all. Well, Kerry, when he was a younger guy, he took divots. I mean, he took sod farms. He started sod farms with some of those, <laughs> you know, with some of with the, he, he did. And, it, and if you remember, he had a, 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 um, a lot of trouble controlling his distances. And it's really about the angle of attack. So Tiger, and, and because of all the, the stuff that's happened to his body, he shallows out those irons just better than anybody else. I mean, he can stand there and hit balls off of the spot. And you look down and you're like, I don't even know where he was hitting the balls from. The grass is just barely clipped. And that's that's really impressive. And when you look at a guy like Scotty Sheffield, especially with Scotty's short irons, he's more of a gouger. So it's because Scotty has got a little more uprightness in the swing and he comes down straight down on top of the ball. And, and, and what's interesting about Scotty Scheffler is that Every time he swings, I'm like, ooh, I don't think I like that. And the ball goes right next to the pin. Hmm. You know, because most of the time I watch these guys swing and try to see, is that ball going to fly the way they want it to just by, you know, watching their motion? Scotty's got that that trail leg that kind of slides out of there, and it almost looks like he loses his balance. And especially with some of the short irons, there's a, a big divot coming. It almost looks like his club head gets stuck in the turf a little bit, so it slows down. And then that that leg slides out of there, and I'll be damned if the ball doesn't go really, really well. So he's he's Scotty's got a lot more homemade than than Tiger for sure. But you know, one thing that I will say about Scotty Scheffler, guys, I've said this before, his compete level is so high. He gives up on nothing, and and. He goes through some real swoons with his putting, things that we have never seen you know, very often with Tiger. But he competes, and he doesn't give up on much. Jay, who do you have on the show on this Memorial Day weekend? 
I've got Michael Tucker, the, the uh, director of golf, head of golf professional over at Bell Reeve. You know, Bell Reeve, Randy, besides the, the 2018 PGA Championship, they have, they, they have and are keeping our community in the forefront of major championship golf and PGA Tour golf. So in 2026, we've got the BMW Championship coming. And then in 2030, that's a long way off, boys. We've got to keep ourselves alive for that. We've got, <laughs> we got, we got the president's coming in 2030. Somebody says, what are you going to be doing in 2030? I'm like, dear God, I, I hope I'm around. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm trying to figure out what we're doing for lunch today. <laughs> uh, is Wild Crush open during the afternoon, or is it on a beautiful night for the patio, a beautiful Memorial Day weekend? I think everybody needs to make their way over to Wild Crush. Yeah, we've got live music tonight. Our patio's been hopping, and business has been great. Thank you for the for the plugs. Yeah. All right. Jay, Jay will. Uh, I, I'm going to text you right after this interview because we got to set up a, t- a time to play. Absolutely. This is uh, the San Diego weather is just crazy. Yeah, we got we got to we got to get out there, Carrie. We got to get you out there, man. Uh, next I want week, to, let's look at our let's I look like, at our schedule and figure out a day. Wednesday so may be the only be. day. That I can't. It's going to be golf as a contest sport. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Thanks, Jay. Have a great weekend. You guys too. See you later. Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN.